On this last Sunday of October, let's start with a prayer that is familiar to many of us. Please join me. Create in us clean hearts, O God, and put a new and right spirit within us. Do not cast us away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from us. Restore to us the joy of your salvation, and sustain in us a willing spirit. Amen. In this Luke 15 parable, we can only wonder how often the younger son rehearses a similar prayer to this as he set off on his long journey of reconciliation with his father. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let us revisit this parable from Jesus, who was asked the question from religious leaders, why do you hang out with tax collectors and sinners? And then he responded with the parables of the lost, including the father and the two sons. It's the father's annual goal to reconcile his financial accounts. Livestock, orchards, grains. For him, it was a matter of personal integrity and maintaining honest business relationships. This year was no different, with one huge exception. Reconciliation of business accounts is one thing with human relationships is quite another. His youngest son asked, or practically demanded, to have his share of the estate now, in cash. It was so unexpected. The father was planning on turning over his estate and his farm holdings to his two sons, but now everything was turned upside down. He didn't see this coming. And what to do? Either way, one of the sons will be dissatisfied. The father's decision to grant the younger son's demand was obviously upsetting to the older son. Father's remaining assets were tied up in grain and orchards and land. There'd be no cash for the older, at least not for now. And no doubt this development upset the apple cart. Accustomed to reconciling his own financial accounts, his ledger of his relationship accounts with his sons seems a whole lot more complicated. When the younger son took the money and left for who knows where, the father was painfully aware of these unreconciled accounts. As each day passes, he mourns both the unbalanced relationships and he prays for a change of heart from both of his sons. Waiting for reconciliation can sometimes seem like a lost cause. He did his best to reassure his older son that he was of great value to him, but meanwhile, he waits. And waits. And he waits. 
Waiting seems futile when you've done all you can think of to be reconciled. The days turned into weeks, into months, and then a year passes. Nothing. No sign of his younger son. No messages, no letters. If only reconciling with his sons was as easy as balancing his financial ledgers. Knowing he could not change him, he looks out the road every day, hoping for his son's return. And at some point, at some point, the father, it occurs to the father to examine his own heart, to prepare his own spirit for reconciliation. And he prays, Oh God, create in me a clean heart. Renew a right spirit in me. Have mercy on me for my sins. Teach me your wisdom. Show me what is true and untrue about me. Give me a willing spirit for reconciliation. Wash me from sin. And restore me to my children. So the father is ready as best he can for reconciliation. But the waiting continues for he knows he can't force his children and God knows he can't force, God knows we can't be forced either to reconcile relationships. The younger son's journey to reconciliation is well recorded. After traveling as far from his father as he could, his life turns upside down. After the money is gone, his friends disappear, and he begins the long, hard work of reconciliation. And the first step for him is he realizes that he is in need, in deep need. Financially, food, perhaps for the first time in his life. So perhaps the first step in reconciliation is recognizing our need. Then he finds a low-paying job. He's still not ready to go back to dad. He still thinks he can make it on his own. But thirdly, he came to recognize his true identity. A child of a loving father, he's not a homeless person without a support system. He has a family. But notice the action steps of reconciliation. It's one thing to, in our minds and hearts, make changes, but what about action? He says to himself, I will get up and go to my father. Secondly, he travels the long road back to his father. He just doesn't just say he will, but he gets up and goes. And thirdly, he confesses to his father, assuming nothing. He doesn't assume that things will be the way they were before. The father quickly balances this ledger of relationship. He restores the lost son's identity as his child. And while the father balances his relationship with the younger son, the older son makes it quite clear that this relationship with his father and brother is broken, far from reconciled. And reconciliation for the older son is about fairness and equal treatment. So my friends, both of the sons have lost their way. 
But what truly separates the older son's story from the younger son's story is that it is as yet an untold story, a yet-to-be-balanced ledger. We are invited to connect with each of these persons, for they exist in each of us. Maybe it's easy to identify with the younger son and the father, but what about the older son? That's where we are invited to enter the story. How will he return to his father and brother? How will we as older sons respond to our unreconciled relationships? How will we complete this story? And with whom? We can, too, assess our relationship with God. When have we lost our way? What need or hunger are we experiencing? But most importantly, what is our true identity? We, too, can take action steps of reconciliation. We can find ways to move toward God. When we are ready to do so, we can confess to God of our need for reconciliation. And we can be patient with ourselves if the road back to God seems long. Because sometimes there is just no quick fixes. And finally, we can tell our story of how we found our way home. This untold story of the older son. And I want to reassure you, friends, that this is not a one-time thing. In my life, I've had many opportunities and needs to journey back to God. So we continue in the coming Sundays with a reconciliation theme. Reconciliation with loss and grief next Sunday, followed by reconciliation with ourselves, then with creation and finally with others. Let's make reconciliation the center of our work and let's begin with reconciliation with God, whether we are the younger or the older in this parable. Because after all, this is why Jesus hung out with tax collectors and sinners, to give older and younger ones the possibility of reconciliation with God. As one writer put it, Reconciliation with God starts in God's great love for creation, for all the people of this world, and for every person created in God's image. And that includes you and me. May God bless you as you journey toward reconciliation. Amen.